What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Geno Time Podcast here in the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Tom Westerholm, and I am not on this episode. This episode is a really cool interview that Nicole did with Nicole Cornett, uh, Luke Cornett's sister, the uh, star of Space Jam, and plays one-on-one with Adam Sandler, apparently. And uh, so this is a really fun episode. She's a great follow on Twitter. Make sure you follow her if you don't already. Yeah, without further ado, here's the episode. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so welcome back, everybody. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Nicole Cornett, who is a former college basketball player and also older sister of Celtic Center, Luke Cornett. Nicole, thanks so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I guess to start, if you could just like going back to your childhood, sort of give us a rundown of the family. So you have two brothers, a dad who played professional basketball, your mom's in another like public facing role. Just yeah. What was the dynamic in the corner? Yes. Um, so my brothers and I, my whole family, really, we're all super close and we were born and raised. I say raised. We only lived in Lexington, Kentucky for our first six years of our life, but lived there. That's where all my dad's family's from. And my mom is a news anchor. So at age six, we had to move the whole family to Phoenix. And we lived there from like elementary school to middle school. And then from there, mom got another job in Dallas. So then we were in Texas for the high school years. And then now my parents are in Nashville. So we've always had to move from my mom's job because after my dad finished playing, um, my mom kind of took over and my dad was always our basketball coach growing up, our PE teacher and flip-flopped roles in that regard. But our family is just super close because we had to move so many times, you know? Like my older brother went to four different high schools growing up. So it was, it was a lot of movement, but um, Luke and I are definitely probably, I don't want to say like we're the closest because my family's all very close, but he was kind of just my little buddy growing up. We're only like 18 months apart. And we just grew up playing basketball in the driveway, playing soccer, playing Frisbee, playing like every sport you can imagine. That's the good old days when everyone played every sport. <laughs> um, and yeah, like it's funny just knowing where Luke is now, because growing up, he, he's a very smart kid. Like he was my math tutor growing up. I'm the older sister. And he was the math tutor. Like he got a perfect score on his ACT, like the math portion, he straight 100s his whole career. Like that's his thing is an academic. And I was kind of the jock. Like I was the one who was getting recruited and Luke never got one single offer, one letter, one, anything in high school. Like he was a six, seven, which is tall, obviously, but like he, was like a string bean shooter. And um, my senior year, his senior year, again, no letters, no anything. 
um, my AAU coach contacted him and was like, oh, where's Luke going to college? I'm like, he's just going to go to SMU in Dallas. Like he got an academic scholarship. He's just going to go to school. Um, he, of course, kind of freaked out. My coach is like, wait, this kid can shoot. Like, what do you mean? So he just had him go to a tournament for unsigned seniors. He goes off and plays really well. Scouts weren't even there. It was just like recruiters who were there for scouts. They're like, who is this kid? Like put him on the map next week at another tournament goes off again where there were real scouts the next day my dad said he picked up his phone he had offers from purdue arizona vandy like it was insane so it went from zero to 100 like literally overnight and i was at oklahoma at the time and i'm like holy crap like luke like my luke is going to college like no way like little luke and so it was just like such an exciting thing and then from there it's just snowballed and you know grew into his body and just became a man and so it's just been like the coolest experience, honestly, like being the sister who kind of was the one people focused on in the family in a regard in the athletic department to now it's like the Luke show and it's awesome. <laughs> so I'm like his biggest fan and I am just like in awe, honestly, like watching him. So sorry, that was a long spiel, but. <laughs> no, no, that was great. I mean, you can tell that like, you're such a proud big sister. Like, how would you describe your relationship? Like when you were younger, was it more like, would you guys fight or was it always like a Oh, we definitely always fought. I mean, we still fight, but we're, that's just like a fun, healthy brother, sister relationship. I feel. Yeah. But now, I mean, yeah, you're older and you don't get into fights over like who stole whose t-shirt and all that kind of stuff. But I've always been more of the like nurturer, I'd say where I looked at him. I'm like, oh, this is my cute little brother. And like, I think most of you Celtics fans know Luke doesn't exactly have this crazy style. He's very <laughs> simple man, like minimalism, like he's humble. He just wants to like get the job done, not flashy at all. I'm the opposite of him. So I'm like, oh, Luke, wear this, like dress this up. And I just was that type of older sister, like his biggest fan. But also when we were young, it wasn't that way. It was just, you know, like normal brother sister. It's just fun watching him grow up, I think. And with all of us living in different cities now, it's just like how you stay in contact and you're just excited to see one another. So I guess I'm nurturer slash now biggest fan. <laughs> I was going to ask about his car. So he really drives a 2012 Toyota Camry. He literally. <laughs> I kid you not like last week just got a brand new car so he but it's a volvo like he still okay. like, would never buy anything fancy like he's always loved teslas but he's just like nicole i feel bad like buying a hundred thousand dollar car is crazy it's a car like he's just so <laughs> like real and i mean obviously nba players make some good money and he's just like i don't need that like i'm just like I want to get the job done and he just had a baby girl. And so he's like, I just want a good family car. And <laughs> he was driving. We both, we, he got a car his senior year of high school and he still had that same car all throughout the Knicks, <laughs> all throughout the Bulls, has like 150,000 miles on it. The license plate was duct taped to the back of the windshield because the screws rusted off. My parents found out there was mold in the trunk. I'm like, Luke, what is going on? But he's just, again, he just like just does the his job and like wants other people to succeed and like doesn't care about himself at all which is so cool because especially being in the nba that's not a common mindset so that's what like people have always appreciated about him what has it been like watching sort of that journey from afar just because it sounds like it was i mean once you got to college it was different but it sounds like it was very unexpected like it's not like when you guys are in high school you're already preparing for like the nba and things like yeah that. i mean I feel like year by year, it was always just like a breath of fresh air slash like, whoa, pinch me, is this happening? But then come like his senior year in college, like he had a really good collegiate career where 
freshman year he was supposed to redshirt, but they had a bunch of injuries. And so they had to play him. And he would just be like a knockdown shooter and just do what he was supposed to, like in crunch times of games. And like that really helped him grow. And then come his senior year, I mean, he was like the best player on the team and just, you know, like he'd protect the rim, he'd shoot through. He just was always a smart, like high IQ guy and just did things to help the team win. And so he was projected to be a late draft pick. He actually, the Celtics, he loved the Celtics and like had a good NBA draft workout there. And we were kind of thinking he was going to go to the Celtics. They had a late draft. They actually drafted Jabari Bird for that pick, like late in the draft. And Jabari at that time, he was dating one of my good friends at UCLA. And like, we knew all about Jabari. And I was like, oh, dang, like Luke, Jabari <laughs> took your spot. But um then he ended up going undrafted and he, you know, was signed by the next and he's just always done like the right thing. Like he never tries to do too much. He just does like what the coach tells him. And like, that's what he's fine for. Like he's always been that role player in terms of like never the star where everyone's it's always about Luke, mm-hmm. but he very much like is capable of that too. Like he had really good games on the Knicks where he just does the right thing. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, Luke just scored 25, but <laughs> it's just like a quiet 25, you know? So that's just, yeah. Like, it was never anything super surprising because you knew he was capable of it. But at the same time, it was just like, wow, like Luke's literally from little old Luke not getting recruited is now like a good player in the NBA, which is crazy sometimes, but right. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys still play one-on-one at all? Or when did that stop? Um, we like every Christmas, we always had like a tradition on Christmas Eve where me and my brothers and my dad, we'd all go to a gym somewhere. Cause my dad was a high school coach for my brothers in Texas. So we'd always go to the, our old high school and we'd play and it turned into like two on two or something, but it's my dad like hates pickup games and hates like, you know, local 24 hour fitness games where he's like, guys are dumb. They're going to hurt you. So stay away from them. And so it was always like very light, but we'd have shooting competitions and we're always competitive. So, you know, I'd still like have to beat Luke in a shooting competition. Like that, who cares if you're in the NBA? Yeah. Can you still take him on? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So he's also a big board game guy. Yeah. So Catan like truly is his like has always been his favorite game he makes us buy one like wherever we are at like if we're gone on a vacation he's like did someone bring Catan and like no Lou we didn't think to put that in our suitcase he yeah he loves like he's again like a strategic thinker type which is annoying because I'm not that way. So it's just like, okay, here we go. Just going to get beat by Luke again. (laughs) Um, But my other brother is also like super smart guy. Like my mom's very smart. So they, they have fun. Me and my dad are over there. Like, when is this going to end? But they're (laughs) loving it because they're just competitive strategic thinkers. (laughs) So you'll have to ask him if he's played with Grant Williams yet, because Grant loves Catan, like same thing. Like he brought games to the practice facility. He, when he was at Tennessee, he would always bring a game with him on the road. But then when he got to the Celtics, nobody wanted to play with him. He's got Um, a friend in Luke that I know Luke's already told me, he's like, Grant's another guy on the team. Like he's a super smart dude. Like, I feel like we'd get along in that regard. And And then I, yeah, I found out that he's a like a board game player I'm like that apple doesn't fall far from the tree like that's (laughs) so I'll have to yeah I'll have to ask him and then I guess like just tell us a little bit more about yourself like what have you been up to since graduating from UCLA so ever since I graduated my coach actually hired me back on to be kind of like silent reporter color commentator like I'd MC games for the girls and I I didn't I always thought that was my dream like I wanted to be the next Aaron Andrews but then 
that that is what my mom does. And I have, it's been just, you know, like in the family for so long, I never really got super excited about it. It was just more so like, I know what it takes to get there, but do I really want this? And I, I was kind of struggling with that. And I really have UCLA to thank where they just presented the right opportunities at the right time. And people would call the school like, Hey, do you have an athlete for this? Like there's an upcoming gig. Like we, there's a TV show. There's like, there's just so many opportunities here in LA. And that's kind of what happened. Someone contacted UCLA and they needed like an athlete for this game show that I did. So I did like 10 episodes of this game show where I was like an on-air referee with the White Brothers, JJ, TJ, and Derek. And so I did that. And then that leads me to doing like voiceover work on the Warner Brothers lot for video games. Like they needed WNBA player voices for 2K or they needed, you know, just random stuff there. And then you meet actors there. And I met this one guy and I was still on set for this game show and I was supposed to be there the next day. And he goes, Nicole, I have an opportunity for you. Like they have Space Jam callbacks tomorrow. Um, like, can you make it? Like you just crash the callback. Like they've already done like the hurdle call. Like there's only 10 girls, but I think you'd be perfect for this role. And I like heard him. I'm like, I need to be there. Like, this is a dream that I need to be there, but I was supposed to be on set for my show. And I'm like, I, I can't be at two places at once. Like, what do I do? And he's like, I don't know, Nicole, but like, here's the address. This is the time. Like, just trust me. And I'm like, okay. So when you're on set, like you're there early always there's like several hours of downtime and so I got there and I was like all ready for my gig and I'm and I'm like I'm just gonna like pretend to go to the bathroom and so <laughs> so I literally leave for not a short amount of time I crash the call it's at the Hollywood Rec Center I crash it there's like 10 girls there for it was Diana Taurasi's um like alter ego like her super villain role is what I am auditioning for there's like 10 girls who look exactly like Diana Taurasi spitting image like dark bun slick back I'm not that I'm blonde I'm like very dumb but we were the same height same body weight and that's what they needed because it was uh, like a stunt role to be mo-capped and um I got there and I told them I'm like can I just audition super quick and leave and they're like Nicole your time isn't until like two more hours and I'm like what that's not good but I stayed I persevered and then I auditioned and it had to be a basketball audition because they needed true athletes and I missed every shot in my audition, like did not really play well, but I like tried to razzle dazzle and you have to speak to the director and, you know, give your pitch and whatnot. I finished, I raced back to Warner brothers and like literally within two minutes, like, all right, Nicole, we're ready for you on set. I like nailed it. It was perfect timing where I got to go back to my show. No one knew I was gone. And then I got the next day I got a call from the casting director and they said, Nicole, you got the part for Space Jam too. And I'm like, holy crap. Like it was the most amazing, like amazing. It was a God thing. I just oh like, I, don't, I couldn't have done that or written it any better. So it's going to be so much fun. Like I literally was guarding LeBron all summer and like became good friends with him because you're on set 10 yeah. hours a day for three months. And it was just a dream. Like random people are showing up on set too. Like Denzel Washington comes cause they just want to see what Space Jam's about. So it's like, oh, just met him. Like met, like people, it was incredible. So I love, I, like, I love this job and I love LA and being awarded just the craziest, most fun, random things. <laughs> to get the part and to pull it off and that you got back in time and nobody. <laughs> it was a miracle, it truly was a miracle. I don't know how, cause I could have been in so much trouble if they needed me and I, was nowhere to be found. Like I'd probably be ousted from Hollywood, but somehow, <laughs> some way I got it done in time. That's awesome. Do you get starstruck? 
when it comes to like athletes, not necessarily just because, you know, I was like kind of raised in that environment and like even being at UCLA and in college and I went to OU before I transferred. So like you've met a bunch of people, but when it comes to actors, I like certain actors that I really have always loved and admired. It's just like, wow, like there they are in the flesh. But I like try to play it cool, you know, like, oh, this is totally normal. Hi, Denzel Washington. But I still, yeah, like there are certain people like Blake Lively, if you're listening, like want to meet you. <laughs> I'd probably be starstruck. But um, yeah, like it's just, I don't know. It's a different world, but it's still like, they're just normal people and who cares? Yeah. It's still just so much fun. <laughs> And so do you also have a crazy story involving Adam Sandler in basketball, I think? I, yeah, I'm doing his next movie. Uh, they're filming, it's called Hustle. And they're in Philly right now filming and I'm going in the summer, like in July. And um, that was funny because the casting director from Space Jam is the one who hired me for this movie. And he, it was during quarantine. So we were kind of like shut down with everything. And he's like, hey, Nicole, like I have a random opportunity for you. Um, so Adam needs a basketball trainer for his daughters. They, they live over like close to you in LA. Like, do you think you could like make that happen? And I'm like, do I think I can make it happen? Like, <laughs> yes, I can make that happen. And uh, it, like I trained his daughter, Sunny, for like all of quarantine. And it's incredible. Like just going over to Adam's house. He has the court in the backyard. And the funniest part is I'd probably trained Sunny for like 10 minutes before Adam kicked her off the court. And he's like, all right, Nicole, one-on-one, like let's, let's do this thing. So it's really me and Adam playing all of quarantine, like two to three days a week. Like he just, my mom came to visit one time and it just comes on my little, you know, like navigation thing, like incoming call Adam Sandler. And my mom was like, what is this? This is crazy. And then he's just like, Hey, can you come over? Like, I know it's random. It's like Saturday morning, but like, if you're free, I'm like, yeah, my mom's in town. And she's like, bring mom. Okay. Mom. So my mom came and we we're just like enjoying our Saturday at the Sandlers. So yeah, it's, again, it's just like LA is wild and yeah. a lot of fun and being an athlete in UCLA, it's all, all thanks to them. <laughs> there have been like clips of him at pickup games. I think that have gone viral previously. Like, yeah, he's, I mean, he'll, he's the most down to earth, like coolest guy where he doesn't care like who you are, what you're doing. Like he just wants to hoop. <laughs> so he'll <laughs> show up anywhere or normally like he's on set or doing something like most of his movies all deal with some sort of sport too. Like he loves to play and wants to like put some sort of scene in there where he gets to just have fun. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's just the guy he is. And it's, I wish someone was there filming us because some of our games are hilarious. Like he does not back down. He really wants <laughs> to win. I'm like, Adam, you're not going to win, but he's, he's a good player. So he's pretty solid. Yeah. He, I mean, he's got a jumper. It's not pretty, but he okay. goes in and that's all that matters. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess, so now obviously with quarantine and stuff, but like, how do you and Luke still stay in touch? He's moving around. You're very busy, things like that. Yeah. The whole trade was nuts just, you know, cause it's one day you're in one city and the next day, like you're playing, he's played Milwaukee and he, he just had a brand new baby girl. Like she was, I think she's almost six weeks now, but back then, I mean, like his whole life was kind of flipped upside down rather rapidly. But I luckily we I was supposed to fly there over Easter for the baptism because I'm the godmother. And so we were going to go and then he got traded. So I was like, all right, let, scratch that. <laughs> and uh, I got to see when was the last time I oh, he came to L.A. for when he played the Lakers. So I got to see him then. 
And that's always my favorite are like the West Coast stents because I try to hit all those games and whichever and driving distance. And Luke's just like the sweetest guy too. Like he'll just send texts like, hey, Nicole, how's it going? And just, or he loves to call. Like we, we have long phone calls. Like they'll last like a couple hours where we're just talking about life and stories. And I mean, that's kind of the best you can do during season, but he just got a house in Nashville. That's where my family is. And so it'll be nice to be with him or be you know, pop in over the summers and see his daughter and his wife. So you see each other as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like super easy, but I mean, it's fine enough for us. <laughs> a lot of fans, I think, loved that he, the Celtics first game after the trade was in Milwaukee and he just drove himself from Chicago oh, to okay, Milwaukee. Yeah. That's just classic Luke. He's like, oh, like I'll just drive myself there. It's only, you know, an hour or however long. And he packed up his little Toyota Camry because I think that's the car he still had at the time. And he, yeah, just his merry way made his merry. And like, you know, it's just fun. That's just the, yeah, the guy he is. He's just, I don't know. It's very like a logical thinker. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it difficult at all to sort of, stay sane like on the internet like you're very positive obviously and I think a lot of fans have embraced that but sometimes having like a famous brother like a famous sibling like it can be difficult on the internet with fans and things like that like what's that experience like yeah I mean you kind of you have to like pick and choose like I mean you want to stay away from it because some people it's like they really know nothing and they're just blurting whatever out but like I mean Luke doesn't have social media he did and he deleted all of it like probably last year just again because he's just the type of guy he's like I don't need that in my life like I like I just want to enjoy life and not be on stupid social media like he doesn't like taking pictures of himself like he's not that type of guy so he's like I'm just like why have it and so he deleted all of it but me on the other hand again it's just like oh I love this stuff like I'm on here all the time and um it's been fine but like you know if you ever look people up it's like you can get all sorts of things that can be hard in a way because it's like gosh they just don't know him or haven't seen him perform to like like I know who Luke is like people in college or watched him in college they knew they know the good player he is sure he can look dorky or whatever at time but that's Luke that's what makes you love him like honestly you know and so it's funny like you hear all sorts of things but it's just people who know him and like just the good person he is it's just like you can laugh some things off because he does kind of put it upon himself sometimes ran honest <laughs> but yeah you just I don't know it's it's easy to get sucked in but also it's just like it really doesn't matter what matters is the team and like how he's playing and you know it seems like Celtics fans have been generally nice so far yeah I mean it's been great so far like I'm, we're loving Boston it's, okay, it's good. terrific <laughs> um like yeah there's nothing to complain but of course like that's how fans are like you play well they love you and the next game you don't play well you're the worst player in the universe so it's like it's been a short sample size but again like what you're seeing is Luke so it's not like he do anything drastic to change or like is it playing above his means or like no no he I mean he has more to show if anything so yeah like he's doing well and it's fun and I love I just love when he's on the court it's just fun to watch your brother or anyone you care about play and so that's just my favorite thing is we all love basketball so much and it's neat when you have a tie like that to you know like support someone and watch so many games yeah <laughs> but, yeah I enjoy it any other, I feel like they might slowly come out, but any other um, Luke stories or surprising things, unexpected things about Luke? I feel like there are so many. I, <laughs> I, as soon as I think I told my older brother that I was coming on this podcast and he's like, oh no, Nicole, like, just remember he's a grown man and you can't just be saying everything on the internet. And I'm like, I know I can be a loose cannon at times. I just feel I'm a very open book. So 
I can just like blurt things out and it's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. So I, I don't want to like embarrass the guy, but yeah, I mean, he's just like a really good dude. And he like, he loves playing basketball. Like he loved, he loves Brad Stevens. He loves like other fellow, like smart people who I don't know, just like understand and are simple and like do the right thing. Like that's just Luke. He just wants to do the right thing and like gravitates towards those type of guys. And like, I don't know if there's any, what other crazy, I feel like there's so many, but yeah, I probably shouldn't just put them on blast now. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably realize I start trickling and saying things, which is another great thing and great reason why Luke doesn't have social media because if he did he'd hate what I say like he, that's part of the reason why I think he deleted he's like I cannot take my family talking about me on social media this is too much <laughs> he hates it but <laughs> he doesn't see it he doesn't know about what gets no not really not at all even if I told him I was on this podcast he'd probably just like facepalm like no <laughs> but that I mean yeah again Luke just he just hates people talking about him he just wants yeah. to like go under the radar and I'm the opposite as you can tell <laughs> he's similar to Brad Stevens in that way so I can see why they would get along because Brad's yeah, he, also I feel like they're very very alike in that regard they just like want to do the right thing they never want to get too like heated or crazy just like in control of their emotions and there's like very logical dudes and like understand what needs to happen or what needs to get better or like I sucked at this today I'm gonna do this differently and it's just like even keel and I'm not that <laughs> I mean at times I am but <laughs> it's just yeah different personalities different siblings it's fun it's fun to see when you grow up do you have any plans to come out to Boston I don't yet I think my mom for Mother's Day I was talking about how she wanted to get up there or around that time frame okay and I've never been to Boston like I've I've traveled a lot in my life and Boston is the one place I have never been to. So I'm actually like super excited and I can't wait like for playoffs. Hopefully like I can go up for a series. Like it'd be, yeah. it'd be so fun. And I'm like, it's, I'm in the works. So I'm going to need some like recommendations when I okay. get up there. <laughs> yeah. Is he, so has, I guess it's kind of tough with the pandemic in terms of him, like really exploring yet, but has he yeah. sort of found his way already? So he like loves like kind of hopping in his car and especially since he just you know gave birth or his wife gave birth to a daughter he's wanting to like find a place and so he's been like exploring on his own and trying okay. to figure it out but I mean even with with COVID like you have to be super careful especially before they all got vaccinated like you just can't really be out and about as much so he's done most of his exploring via car okay but, um he hasn't been able to experience it, but he has been there a bunch of times before COVID and he always really enjoyed Boston. So I'm excited to see, yeah, the city and the vibe and the people. And I love, I love big fan bases and people, yeah. you know, love your sports team. Like that's my favorite. So that's what I can tell Boston is. So I'm excited to get to know it better. No, definitely. I think they just upped the capacity to oh, it awesome. garden. So We'll see what it is come playoffs, but anything else that you wanted to add? I think that's everything that we had. Um, yeah, nothing else really. I mean, I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm so glad Luke's there and I'm excited for him and I hope like it continues and you never know. Like, I mean, every day is a blessing and who knows what the next day holds, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited to get to Boston, see the city, meet the people. Yeah. Again, I'm just tooting Luke's horn because I love him, <laughs> but I feel like he's just the best guy and you guys will love him. So I'm excited for all that to unravel, but that's it. That's all. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you should plug your Twitter so people can oh, get all the Okay. I think I don't even know what my handle is. I think it's <laughs> at Nick Corn one. So it's just first name, last name, just split in half. And I see K-O-R-N one. 
follow me guys <laughs> there you go well thank you so much nicole for coming on this is great of course thank you for the one standing guard for the eagle-eyed for the knights in shining armor and for all those who support them we are granger your experienced safety partner offering supplies and solutions for every industry committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com/safety or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done.